Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday with the Word. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Wednesday with the Word family, it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. You know, Wednesday with the Word family, I have battled myself all day trying to think of what I was going to say, but as it as fate would have it, I had to give it over to the one true king to tell him, I do not have this word. You have to help me with this word. Use me, come in me and speak through me to your people so that they will hear your voice and not mine. Sometimes Wednesday with the word family, I have to ask to get out of my own way. That way I do not receive credit for work I do not do. The study, the preparation, all those things I do because it is required of me to do. But the applause, the the appreciation, the credit, it all goes to him. I take nothing from it. I am just a faithful servant doing a faithful work. And that is why I believe the Lord prepares those he call and he When he calls those, he prepares them and makes them ready. You know, speaking of being called and prepared, it's like it's like football. You know, we are in the football season. We're coming out of baseball season uh, and football is really taking, you know, really hitting its stride right now. But I'm a man who loves college football, and one of my favorite teams in the whole entire world is the Georgia Bulldogs. And on the Georgia Bulldogs, you have the quarterback who leads the team. You have the receiver who catches the ball from the quarterback. You have the scouts who go out and look for the talent that will bring in the players to play for the Georgia Bulldogs. But you also have the one main ingredient. That brings it all together. And that is the head coach. The head coach is the one that makes that team work like a well-oiled engine. And so in scripture, I just want to take a few moments to talk to you about how that well-oiled engine works in our favor in this world. You see, there are two teams that we need to be aware of. There is team destruction and team salvation. And Wednesday with the word family, I want to know what team are you on? If you if you struggle, if you doubt, if you wonder, I'm glad you're here to listen right now, because I want to help you understand the difference between team destruction and team salvation. If you would look in Luke the first chapter, the 26th verse, you will see that all the players have come together. You have the scout, who is the angel Gabriel, who comes to the city of Galilee. In that city, there is an area called Nazareth. And you see the receiver, her name is Mary. And Mary is to be married to the quarterback named Joseph. And before they can link up, the scout comes to the receiver and he tells her that the head coach 
which is God himself, wants to give her the star player. He wants to put the star player inside of her that she may carry the star player into the end zone. Well, Mary knows and understands what is being asked of her because as the receiver, as someone who is waiting to get into the game, she has been preparing for this for a while. So she knows that that her time has come to get into the game and she knows that she is going to carry the star player into the end zone. So what happens is the quarterback now has to lead the receiver who already has the star player inside of her cross the end zone. And on the night the touchdown happened, the world was lit up. The crowd, which are the angels, stood around and they looked through down at the stadium, which is the earth. And they saw as the star player crossed the end zone and being born into this world. And that night in a in a in a in a piece in a corner in the corner of the end zone in the stadium of the world. The star player was born. Now, if you fast forward over into Matthew four, you'll see the star player is now going out with the ball, which would be salvation in his hands. And how the defense is trying to cause him to fumble. This is how he's doing. This is how the defense works. Jesus, Matthew 4, Jesus has been led up by the spirit to go into the wilderness. Now, the wilderness can be somewhere between the 20 and the 30 yard line to be tempted by the devil. 40 days and 40 nights. So when you break it down, you had first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Jesus is on the fourth down. The other three downs, the defense was holding him back. The defense did all they could to keep him from advancing through to the end zone. But here's what happens. The defense comes up and says, if you're truly the star player, that everyone believes that you are or has prophesied you to be. You see those stones over there? I know you're hungry because you've been on this field for a long time. Won't you turn those into bread and wash it down with a little water? And so the star player tells the defense, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. By every word that comes from the head coach, because the head coach is the one who's calling the plays from the sideline onto the playing field. So the star player, who is Jesus, is receiving the plays from the head coach. The playbook is the Bible. The head coach is every word that comes from his mouth. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
So then the defense backs off. It's still it's still fourth, fourth and long. They're waiting to snap the ball. So the devil takes him to a holy city. He backs him. He 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 stands there and he's proud. He's proud that he has him fourth and long. There's nothing they can do. It's an impossible feat to get a first down or even a touchdown at this point. So the devil brags. He takes him to a holy city and sets him on a pinnacle on top of a temple. And he says to him, if you are the son of God, the star player, throw yourself down for it's written. He will command his angels concerning you. And again, the star player, who is Jesus, said. It is written, you shall not put the Lord, your God, to the test. Meaning. You're not allowed to test the head coach because the head coach already has the game plan working. The game plan is working. The head coach knows what he's doing. But you do not test the head coach for what he's doing. You believe in the head coach for the plays that he calls. And you act out those plays based on the plays that he called, because those are the plays that are going to get you into the end zone. So, again, it's fourth and long. There is no way you can get a first down. There is no way you can score a touchdown. And again, the devil takes him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Meaning, if you become a part of team destruction, all these earthly possessions I will give to you simply because you are allowing me to be your head coach. You will take your place directly from me. I will direct you in what you shall do. I will direct you in where you should go and I will direct you in the, in the way that I see fit for you to go. This is what the defense is telling Jesus. This is what, what is going on. See, this is the opposition trying to keep Jesus, the offense from scoring. But Jesus says, be gone. Satan, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. You see, at that point, Jesus threw the pass to himself. He took the ball and ran with it. He was letting the, the devil know who is the, the leader for team destruction you cannot stop me once I get in, once I get momentum going. There is nothing you can do to me that can break me down to keep me from that end zone because the head coach has put in a play that is designed for me and everyone else who plays on team salvation to score. And when everyone on team salvation scores, the crowd will go wild. The angels in heaven will cheer because one 
who was held down on fourth and long miraculously listened to the coach, heard what he had to say, read the Bible, prayed, built a relationship with him, and ran fourth and long all the way to the touchdown. And when that happens, the heavens will roar. They will roar with excitement, just like 80,000 fans can go cheer on their team. And when their team scores, they roar. They cheer with all in one accord. So does the angels of heaven when one sinner repents from their sin and turn from their wicked ways. Does the does the angels of heaven cheer and roar? I use this analogy because I felt it was necessary because I want to reach some of the men. I want to reach some of the brothers. And I want them to understand that God is cheering you on, brother. Do not fail. Do not give in. These things of the world are temporary. They do not last. That defense cannot hold you back any longer. When you get the play from the head coach that tells you it's time to get into the game, put on your armor, put on your equipment and get in the game because that armor is there to protect you. The helmet, the breastplate, the belt, the shoes, the shield, the sword, all of those things, they are meant to protect you. You know, the armor does not have a backplate because it is not meant for anyone to tuck tail and run when they're playing on the offense. You do not run backwards when you play an offense. You run forward. You run downhill. Sometimes you have to run side to side, but you keep your eyes forward. You keep your head up and you keep pressing forward. So I hope this message just reaches one. I hope this analogy is something that can be useful for those who follow sports. Because at the traveling pulpit, at Wednesday with the word, I want the word to reach everyone. I do not want one person when they get to where where our final destination is, which is in heaven, and they're axed. I do not want one to say that they did not have an opportunity to hear the word of God. I do not want that. So therefore, I hope that you will hear this message, hear this analogy, how it plays out. I'm trying something new. I thought it would be good to do this because, as I said before, this is where you get the truth. This is where you get the truth. There are a lot of preachers out here in the world who will not tell you the truth because they're so worried about their plates. They're so worried about their plates being fulled because their seats are now empty. They're so worried about those plates being full. Well, let me tell you something, Wednesday, with the word family. I want your soul to be full because if your soul is full, you're going to score every time. You're going you're gonna to listen to that head coach. You're going to take that play and you're going to run with it. And you're not going to stop until you reach the end zone. You're not going to stop until you hear the cheers of the angels in heaven cheering you on, calling your name. I just hope that this message reaches one. And if that message reaches one 
and you want to be a part of this team called Team Salvation, all you have to do is simple. All you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved, meaning you will be a part of Team Salvation. So if you know someone who is a big sports fan, but they're lagging in their faith, let them hear this message. If you have a coworker, a family member, someone that you know is big in sports, maybe not even big in sports, but they will understand this analogy. Let them hear this, share this message with them. Because I'll tell you again, it's not about the money Wednesday with the word family. It's about the truth. And the truth is where you will get it right here on Wednesday with the word and the traveling pulpit. And with that said, I am Vernon Sheridan giving thanks to the Lord up above for allowing me the opportunity to come and just give this brief word, this brief analogy to you. I hope it serves you well, and I hope that you will continue to have a good week. I hope that you will have a blessed and peaceful week. And if it is the Lord's will, we will do this on on Saturday with the traveling pulpit. But until then, this is Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. And you are listening to Wednesday with the word. God bless and take care.